0: Welcome back to our third section on the creed. We're practical rambling fathers. Hi. Father Brian here, and Father Tay. Boom! Snowy so, day here, the day before New Year's. Well we're recording this, so Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Merry Christmas, all the same. Christmas. Of course, by the time this airs, it's going to be February, but that'd be great. It's still going to change the world, so that's cool. Amen. I mean, the whole Jesus becoming flesh, we're becoming flesh oh. thing. So we're going to go on to our third creed. A lot is happening. There's a lot of dynamics that kind of summed up Jesus. Yeah, I mean, let's so let's let's break it apart. Let's break it
1: down. The first sentence: "For our sake, he was crucified on, under Pontius Pilate." For me, when I read read this, uh, once again, Jesus is really living out and giving us an example of what it means to be living for the Father and. Uh, um, and fulfilling the Father's will. It's a true definition of discipleship. Because if you look under, within the Gospel of Mark, once again, he always talks about Jesus saying, "You know, if you wish to follow me, take up your cross and follow me. So in this case, when he's following the Father's will, he knows he has to die, but he chose to do it. He chose to suffer for us, even though he was innocent. Why? Because he loves us. Um, so the so the words so beautifully for our sake, right? It's not for his sake. He doesn't. He never does anything for his sake. He always does it for the Father and for love of us. So for our sake, he comes into this world to take upon this immense suffering
0: for love of us. Immense suffering. The cross, right? The most valid, val, 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 vile. That's the word I'm looking for. Vile. Um, way to die way to die in the Roman Empire to be brutally uh, 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 <laughs> beaten and then carry your own torture device all the way to where you are actually going to die and then that it happened under Pontius Pilate and why is that important well it's the ro- ruling class of the time and so it's saying that this actually historically happened mm. it's in time it's not uh, it wasn't somebody else accusing him of dying it was Pontius Pilate that was the one that uh, it had the ability um, to sentence him to death. But even in Jesus' conversation with Pilate, he, Jesus told, tells him flat out, yep. if my father didn't give you this authority, it would never happen. We would you wouldn't have had it. All my angels would have been, all my yep. people would have been fighting if this Saving. wasn't supposed to be the way that it was supposed to be. So, And the other thing, yeah. right, what is truth they get in that dynamic and type thing. and mm-hmm. One of my favorites is that Jesus, like, out of everything that he does in his entire life, like, when it comes down to his death, he makes sure he's dying for the right reason. Mm. Like, he doesn't speak, he doesn't speak, he doesn't speak, are you the king of the Jews? Yeah. Mm. Okay, and then that's what we're going to put in every single language on top of your, on where you died. Like, we're going to say he's the king of the Jews. Like, he's the fulfillment of everything that the Jews were expecting out of the Old Testament. And Jesus has that plaque by uh, an atheist, pagan, anyways, probably, right? Pontius mm-hmm. was a pagan, right? Oh, yeah. He has him proclaim it. Yep. And Pilate says, I've written what I've written. Like, Even then he believes. Seriously, like, Even then it he was believes. so cool. It was so cool. Exactly. So, anyways, so, Jesus, crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death. And yeah, it was bad. Uh, Jesus' ability in his humanness to actually experience death, to actually die, because as God he couldn't die, didn't die, but mm-hmm. as human, his human nature died, um, which led to, right, suffered death. So it wasn't that mm-hmm. he just died. It wasn't that yeah. somebody else was doing it in his place, nope. which is some of the early heresies of, like, who actually was the one that died on the cross was it Jesus or was it some other random guy
1: Exactly.
0: Um, but that he's the one that suffered and he suffered death and so all of Good Friday all mm-hmm. of the passion mm-hmm. that was Jesus himself
1: yeah. and the, the other thing that's mind boggling is that he needed to have like what Father Brian he needed to have two natures right because in, through this suffering is the only way to repay off all debts because humanity has sinned against God so much. So by Jesus dying upon the cross, what's happening? He's cleansing our humanity, right? He's being victorious over death. And just talking about his about Jesus' humanity, suffering, dying, and was being buried, it shows the value of suffering. Like, He freely chose it. And so what does it mean for our life, right? How do we view our own suffering, right? We're suffering when we're sick, suffering when we're lonely, suffering when we reject or not loved. Christ has gone through all of that. And so it's very easy to complain and whine about it versus Jesus, thank you for allowing me to participate in the smallest way, right? Of your passion. Right. You know, help me to
0: love you even more because you've done so much more for love of me. Right. Before we're ever allowed to suffer, Jesus has already taken it mm. for himself. Exactly. He's already done it before even we've done it ourselves. So, the right. God came. In some sense of this, right, came to suffer, mm. um, and so, in our suffering, to unite it to his suffering to make it redemptive, because he suffered death and was buried, he was dead, dead, he wasn 't coming back, mm-hmm. he was dead, okay. exactly, and rose again. Yeah, who have ever, who's ever
1: seen yeah. this happen? Yeah, has right? anyone raise your hand? Yep. Uh, we've heard the stories like, in like the Miracle Field, right? They've been proclaimed dead for a few minutes. That, no, no, no. This is different. People saw him died, and they felt Sorry, his body dead. like he was dead. He was proclaimed dead.
0: Right. There's no other way around it. And then he rose. Mm-hmm. You know, just passing, just in passing, right? And he rose from the dead. Mm-hmm. hmm He rose again on the third day. No biggie yeah. But that's a real part of this suffering, this mystical suffering, or this ability to suffer. Is God can bring, Jesus can bring life into the suffering. Yes. Um, and so that's the only, re- or one of the great reasons why Good Friday is Good Friday is because it's suffering mm. to bring about the resurrection, right? To bring about three days. Um, on the third day, rose again, in accordance with the scriptures.
1: Yeah. So there's a lot saying about that too. That when Jesus, you know, rises again from the dead, what does it he mean? He, he's fulfilling all the law, and it also talks about his, um, you know, his obedience to the Father once more, because like like what Father Brian said, right? When he died, he didn't respond to any of any of the, he didn't respond or change words or explain why he had to die. He he let it all rest until when it says, "Are you king of the Jews?" He says, "Yes." the same way when he was in the garden of Gethsemane, he prayed the same prayer, right? If it's possible, let this cup pass from me. But what did he end his prayer with, right? But not my will, but yours be done. Once more, the humility to submit himself to be obedient to the Father. And this is by far the hardest thing to do in our life. How can we submit ourselves to things of our faith that we don't even understand? Or we might be resisting ourselves too, Right.
0: Right, which is a really thing that we don't necessarily think of in every time we say the Our Father, right? Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. (laughs) That's a big order. It's a huge, tall thing that we just kind of say in the Our Father. But it's saying, whatever your will is for my life, let me do that. Yeah, exactly. As it is in heaven. Like, allow whatever that is, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, whatever that is allow me to say yes to that will Mm -hmm. with you not because of any thing coming my way but because it's united to you and for you and for your glory Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's that's an intro uh and then like what say was what father tay was saying was this obedience versus disobedience right so we lost Mm -hmm. It threw disobedience to the Father. You know, all this is yours, but t- don't eat of this tree. Okay, then we ate of the tree. Yep. We all know Genesis, cool. Jesus undoes that by being the new Adam and says, Hey, by the way, I'm being obedient here even though it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm in accordance with the Scripture. So whatever Jesus did or said, in the, He's the fulfillment of the Old Testament. And the... Yeah, He's the Old Testament... Mm -hmm. He's a fulfillment of the Old Testament. But also, Jesus himself in the Gospels says, "You know, as Jonah was three days and three nights inside the belly of the whale, so So much the the Son of God, Son of Man, be three days and three nights inside of the center of the earth. Okay, so Jesus is fulfilling that. Also, Mm -hmm. Jesus says, um, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up again. He was speaking, and then after that it says, He was speaking of his body, right? So he was speaking of his own temple being destroyed, his own dwelling of the Holy Spirit being destroyed, and knowing that in three days he was going to raise it up. So he's even obedient to Scripture. He's obedient to all that was said of who he was going to be and all that he did. All right. So then we move on to the next part. Mm -hmm. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of
1: the Father. This is important. I remember in theology school, my mind was blown. Because cause the the main question then was if Jesus had already died on the cross to save our sins, then we're all good. We we're right. We were, he, why did he have to go back to heaven? Because even though he cleansed our humanity, it wasn't done yet.
0: It wasn't he, done.
1: He elevated even more by going back to the Father, right? By going back to the Father, he's bringing us to the fullness of the spiritual adoption, saying, Yes, you are the son of God. Yes, you are daughters of God. When when I was... Um, through my baptism by John the Baptist, but now even further, that you're participating not just through the sonship, but through the intimate relationship that I have with my father. You too, when you pass in this world, you too would join inside that Trinitarian love. And that's a huge deal. Where, if you look at the other religions... Where in the other religions have you seen that God becomes man, dies when he's totally innocent, rises again from the dead, and goes back into heaven? But does he does He leave us orphans? No, he's seated at the right hand of the Father. What does that mean, right? Right. He's always watching over us. Mm-hmm. Ever since that event,
0: he still does. He also has to go up there in order to send us the Holy Spirit. It's really hilarious that Jesus himself, like, at the ascension says, It is better that if I go than if I stay. Yes. (laughs) I don't know if I would agree with that statement. Having the Son of God on earth would be pretty cool for, like, all of time. Exactly. But Jesus knows best. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. So he knows best, and so he's saying this to his disciples, and he's like, I have to send you another paraclete.
1: Yes. I'm
0: going to send you somebody to come and to help you and to move your hearts and to have you become temples of the Holy Spirit and you'd have yes. baptism and you'd have the church and you'd have the sacraments and you'd have... Alright, i got to go to the Father to send the Holy Spirit. And so he ascends and then Pentecost happens. Pentecost doesn't happen before Jesus ascends and so Jesus takes the fullness of humanity mm-hmm. and still having the fullness of divinity all the way back to the Father and then the Father sends the Holy Spirit through the Son to us. Let's talk about... Uh... No, that was beautiful. Let's move on to this. seated at the right hand of the Father. Mm.
1: You, you revealed it to me which is really cool, Father Brian. So you want to talk more about how like
0: Jesus when Jesus seated at the right hand of the Father, what, the, what what's the meaning of that? What's the implication of Him being seated at the right hand of the Father? This is like mind blowing material right here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He doesn't move. Yeah. He doesn't move from the right hand of the Father. That's his place is seated at the right hand of the Father. Which means what? It means that during the Mass Mm -hmm. it's not Jesus coming down to us in the sacrament of the Eucharist. It's us going up to Jesus. Henceforth
1: the priest, through the priest, right? In the person of Christ brings your prayers, brings your desires, and your offerings of Mass
0: to Heaven. And even in designs of churches, we have this idea at least of stairs of stepping of being exactly. elevated in order to go to worship, and so that especially in um yeah in bigger churches right it's always upstairs it's never it's never on the same ground level ground, and so it's always this ascent, and that's i mean the the saints and angels are present at the mass why because we 're in heaven. Yes. With them celebrating this uh, mystical, awesome mystery of Jesus becoming flesh in the Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity. And so it's, it's yes. a time warp. Mass is like a time warp, a space warp, uh, time and space coming together just in a, the beautiful way that the Mass is. A good way to look at this,
1: because uh, we're not really doing justice, we're trying to do our best, but if you look at the video YouTube clip is called The Veil Removed. It's a short film that takes you on the journey to what really happens in Mass. It's only seven minutes. I really encourage you. because What Father Brian and I are talking about setting sending to heaven, rising again from the third day. All of that is displayed, the beauty of the Mass. So please take a look at that.
0: And then just lastly, this is like one of my favorite... Um, we use it almost too much because we get too used to it, but penitential rites is... Jesus, you're seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Like, do we understand that what that means? We've been an like, eternal lawyer. Yeah, we have Jesus sitting at the right hand of the Father, like interceding for. Like, oh my gosh, Lord, have mercy. You know. Yep, exactly. Um, just how profound the statement is. All right, that's part. He will come again to judge
1: the living and the dead. So it goes back to uh, Moses, right? And when Moses t- talks about who God is, he says, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And a lot of commentators have, have often said, you know, God is not God of the dead. He's God of the living. Because all the names that he mentioned of our fathers in faith has already gone from this world, but yet he's still alive in a sense. So, so since we know that Jesus is the fulfillment of the law, that's why he has, to, he has his new role now as the internal high priest and the most perfect judge. And so that's why Jesus Roman comes again is he will judge the living and the dead from the prophet of Isaiah. I won't rest until I know that he comes back with vindication. It's from the, prof, uh, the fulfillment prophecy of the prophet Isaiah.
0: Right. And that... Uh, Glory He's coming in glory You can't miss him It's not gonna be like uh, Oh I wonder if Jesus is back You can't miss the glory Uh, And Like you may miss The first time Coming as an infant Yeah Under uh, You know Human appearance And everything And Yep. Yeah, no, that's not going to be a thing. Yeah. Um, it's, not, it's not like those movie trailers you watch because you don't like those movies. You're like, I didn't pay attention. No, this is like everyone knows. it. Like everyone's <laughs> going to know about this one. The this Son of Man coming on the clouds, ascending on the clouds, which is a total reference to the Book of Daniel, which is so cool. But yeah, anyways, of the living and of the dead. So of everyone living. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And so those who are privileged to be part of his kingdom and to live with him, He, um, oh, there's going to be no end to that kingdom. It's eternal life. um, To give us our reward for living this life well. Yep. um, And for us, not only believing all of this stuff, believing all these things, these creeds, or believing these, yeah, I guess there are two creeds, pursuing a life of holiness, pursuing a life of uh, prayer, of um, virtue, of rooting out vice and sin in our life. Um, yeah. and growing in the, the beatitudes, mm-hmm. and no longer falling into the yeah. Um, think about with the Ten Commandments. Yeah,
1: man Think about this: when Jesus ascends to heaven, what is he doing that meantime? During the meantime, he's preparing a room for us, right? Our home isn't here, so can you imagine a place now where no more sadness? No more sorrow. No more people making fun of you. No more sickness of your your beloved dying of diseases. No, it's just the glory of God who loves you and you're immersed with this love. And the coolest part, it doesn't end. It keeps on going. Mm. You are forever loved. You are forever happy. You are forever joyful. In the resurrection, joy wins out. Exactly. Boom. Exactly. And the hardest part How do you apply this to your life? Is that we think if if we're happy all the time, then it gets boring. Who do you think put that idea in our heads? It's the devil. He hated the fact that God didn't choose him to be designed for his plan of salvation. So what does he want us to do? He says, I don't want anyone to enjoy this. And so he takes what's most beautiful, right? Us being with Jesus for all eternity and says, that's boring. Uh, Excuse
0: me. One of my favorite (laughs) conversations that I had was... Is heaven going to be like TV where you just sit in front and you just worship God all the time? And I just... TV has not been around for more than 100 years. we still survive without it. Like, <laughs> no, it's going to be nothing even possible with TV. Like, no, exactly. not at all. Like, the ability and the joy and the complete harmony that the human race will be again with God in paradise, like... So cool, so yeah. cool. Th-
1: I I like to think about it this way, where it's like you are searching for the one question of who you are, and all your unanswered questions, right? And then you go to heaven, and you have all the
0: answers. That's what it's going to be like. Yeah, so I'm not whatever. even going to ask some questions. I'm just going to be happy to make it. It's be great.
1: <laughs> Amen. But Boom. thank you so much. We digress. Thank you for joining us again for a wonderful another time of the podcast. Podcast. The, mm-hmm. of the practical rambling father. So Boom. stay holy, my friends. Good. On the four. Good.